Welcome back to Could Careless. Thanks for tuning in. So earlier this week, I had asked my followers to tweet some of their unpopular opinions, and I suggested that we make a thread of them. This is something that I'm going to be doing frequently enough because I want it to be a part of a new series. Yes, I know. I just started one about struggle love, but this is something completely different. It's supposed to be fun. Well, based on what people have responded, but it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be lighthearted. And it's just going to be me reacting to and discussing your unpopular opinions that you replied with earlier this week. So this is the first episode of this series of me reacting to your unpopular opinions. Not sure what I'm going to call it yet, but obviously by the time I post this, I'll have a name. Hopefully. So yeah, if you want to hear me react and respond and hopefully spark some informative discussions about your unpopular opinions, just keep listening. So the first one I have here is cooking isn't an essential skill. We live in the 21st century. I can buy food when I'm hungry. Um, first of all, I said unpopular opinions, not wrong opinions. What do you mean cooking isn't an essential skill? I feel like, no, okay, here's my thing. I feel like everyone should be able to at least throw something together in the kitchen. Whether it's little rice, minano, heat up something, cook up something together, some weird combination, cook up tuna, something out of a can, I don't know what it is. Cooking, cooking is an essential skill because cooking well might not be an essential skill, but cooking is an essential skill because it's not all the time places are gonna open for when you're hungry. You're gonna eat Burger King every day because Burger King, okay, and Pizza Grill, but eh, to both. Those are the only places that I know of in Kingston, at least. If we're talking about Jamaica, if you live a foreign, then okay, that might be something different. But then again, is bare fast food places open 24 hours? And you always have access so are you saying that you're gonna buy stuff to where you can leave leftovers for the whole week and then someday or you're only going to buy food when you're hungry so you're gonna be buying food three times a day that's what you mean to tell me breakfast lunch and dinner plus snacks you're going to be buying food i don't i don't believe i feel like if you want a balanced life a healthy life <laughs> a balanced diet you have to learn how to cook something my dear I don't feel like, I don't know, cooking is essential. You know, I know how to throw it down and, you know, Gordon Ramsay top, Martha Stewart, Rachel Ray, but you must at least be able to save yourself in case of an emergency. So, okay, situation like this now, suppose everywhere go on lockdown, your parish or wherever you live, Kingston go on lockdown during Corona, now that we're in Corona, and you can't go anywhere, you can't buy any food. What are you going to do, stay inside and die? Stay inside and starve for a week, two weeks, however long. Suppose it's a 24-hour lockdown. Or suppose suppose they order all restaurants and whatever to be closed. What are you going to do? You don't even know how to make a little rice. And even if you say it's not an essential skill, it's the 21st century, ray, 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 ray. Even if you go out of your way and you say, okay, I don't know how to cook nothing, but maybe I watch a YouTube video, that is still you going to learn because you think it's an essential skill. I feel like everyone should know how to cook just in case of an emergency. I understand some people are money bags and can get up all day every day and go and buy food, but it's not every time you want to go out and eat. Be, be honest with yourself and be honest with me. Don't, don't come here and lie. Anyway, so moving on. 
the woman should pay for the whole date all the time. Next. Man for have as much woman as he can afford. <laughs> Yo, no mad still, you know. Um, honestly, I feel like that's dependent on the individuals and the parties that are involved in the relationship. I know in a lot of cultures and religions, even, that is practice and polyamory and polygamy and stuff like that are things that are debatable by societies in Western culture, but normalized in the Eastern world. So I'm not going to comment from a point of, no, that can't go on, ray, 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 because I'm not dumb. Like, I'm not culturally insensitive. I'm aware that there's other cultures in the world. However, me personally, I'm not going to be one of the girls whom a man can afford. Meaning, one of. Like, I'm just going to be the one because I'm not interested. But, yeah, I guess for who the who this sort of dynamic fits, yes, as long as you can afford to mind the woman and take care of the woman. Okay, let me not say mind. But you guys know what I mean. Relationships cost money sometimes. You have to go out, you have to do things. If your dynamic is that you're the provider and the woman stays at home or whatever it is, I mean, that's kind of archaic, but it happens. Like, let's be real. If your dynamic is that you are the provider, you need to be able to provide for all the women you want to have. You can't have a, you can't have three wives and all three of them don't have a house. You can't have three wives and all three of those wives have kids. And all three kids can't go to school. All three kids can't get dinner at night time. All three kids can't. You know what I mean? So, yeah, if you can manage to have two women, and for those men out there who are probably giving bun, and have two women, and one no no, or whatever it is, make sure you have the money to can have two girlfriends. Because both girlfriends are going to want dates. Both girlfriends are going to want to go vacation both girlfriends are going to want to get them hair done so make sure you have that money and if not sit down your little self and calm down period not me though y'all be easy so the next one i have here ketchup is a disgusting condiment only good enough for hot dogs um again i said unpopular not incorrect what is this this is just offensive to like everything i've ever stood for in life what do you mean ketchup is a ketchup is a what do you mean ketchup is a disgusting condiment that's so harmful like that's violent i really think that comment is perpetrating violence against all ketchup lovers internationally i feel like ketchup is so versatile okay i like metal um but i really like ketchup though guys god no don't cancel me ketchup bad ketchup like drawn fries in ketchup for me but not to the point not like where you pour ketchup all over everything you know because that's nasty that's just chaotic evil like i'm more of a neutral evil like you know like um i'll put the ketchup into like a cup and i'll scoop like i'll dip and i have to make sure that the fries are adequately covered generously i'm very generous with the ketchup you can also dip your nuggets in it sometimes like if you don't have sauce barbecue sauce is the goat condiment still you know like barbecue sauce everything barbecue sauce with fries chicken everything but if you don't have sauce nugget sauce or whatever it is you can dip your nuggets in ketchup why is it only suitable for hot dogs are you saying that hot dogs are even trashier than ketchup because i think so like 
hot dogs are disgusting. So if you think that ketchup is disgusting and you want to pair ketchup with something that's equally disgusting, in your opinion, then yeah, hot dogs was the right thing because hot dogs are trash. Like hot dogs are nasty. Worst boiled hot dog. I don't know how rich you so, but boiled hot dog is disgusting. If you're not frying the sausage, keep it away from me. That's all I'm gonna say. But yeah, anyway, um, ketchup is not disgusting. I don't care who. <laughs> I don't know who would say something like that. And you need no no evaluation. Next, cancel culture is great and necessary. I wholeheartedly agree. I am an advocate for cancel culture. I know we see this discussion every time a celebrity does something and you guys are all like, eh, well, Americans, but I see someone who do it too. Oh no, no, why Jamaica won't take up this cancel culture thing in a ray, ray, ray. And, can- and cancel culture is so toxic and people can't do anything and I want cancel everybody for every little thing and people can't make mistakes anymore. Listen, I feel like a lot of us have sense, while it's not all of us and while it's not most of the time, but a lot of us have sense, right? And can be discerning and use our discretion to say, okay, does this person deserve to be canceled or just called out or whatever it is? Because there's a difference, there's a scale. Just like everything, there's a spectrum. So when we say cancel culture, has anyone ever realistically been canceled? No, because Una can't put on a foot down for anything, right? So let's talk about that first. The fact that a lot of people in these audiences, a lot of supporters of these celebrities and influencers don't have no backbone. So even if they came out tomorrow and was just like, I hate you all, stop supporting me. Only not going to do that except for Daniel Caesar, who literally asked to be cancelled and was that. But in a lot of cases, they're just going to run and hide when they do something wrong. And you guys are going to forget about it in two months. So that's why cancel culture isn't really a thing. But I think it should well and be a thing. Because when you find all these celebrities and influencers and even Twitter faves and then something there where you look through them history and them pattern of behavior and you find out say them did racist or homophobic or them did abusive or whatever it is. Uno still that they are kiki with them next week and those are the people that I think should be cancelled because why not? There's this whole debate about whether cancel culture... There's this whole debate about whether or not cancel culture is accountability or re re re. And yes, it damn is. Like, what else would it be? We are calling you out. We are saying, yeah, your career is over. Because if somebody came out and is all these things that want to tweet against and cuss against and, and, and protest against and advocate for every other day, why is it okay when they do it and why should it be overlooked? I don't get it. Why should we keep supporting them and putting money in them pocket and... and, and supporting them business and liking them stuff and liking them pictures and interacting why for what what do we owe them because if it was any regular regular youth you saw walking on the road and you found out say oh yeah me used to beat woman in a ray 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 like you'd be like okay our dog and cut like you it wouldn't be a thing where you continue to be friends well i mean you know what let me not speak for everyone but a person with sense, a regular person, when they find out that someone does things that don't align with their morals and values, normally you should not be around that person anymore. You know what I mean? If you are an advocate for human rights and, and gay rights, something like that, then okay. So say you're an LGBTQ plus activist and you have this friend all this time under the key, 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 key for five years, six years, seven years. Then on the first day of the eighth year, you find out, say, all this time he was homophobic. I don't know how it takes you so long to find out, first of all. But that are you that are you and your detective skills business. Eight years now, him come. Yeah, I hate gay people and I don't believe in rights and I don't believe that gay people should get married. And, and you're just like, huh? 
by the next day he'd be cut off you are an active advocate for these things and you find out say you're a virgin do this and you still go party with them that doesn't make no sense so why should it be any different for celebrities why because they put them on pedestal it should be worse that they're doing these things and they're accessible to public like you know public what I want to call it the public then it's accessible to the public some people are doing them literally on twitter and whatever you can search up and find them history right they're doing it on instagram live they're doing it on youtube they're forgetting to edit out the clip they're going on public platforms spewing their hatred and talking about all these things and they don't believe them should be cancelled when they want to still put money in their pocket i don't get it when the business owners and all them people come show up them colors and as you say one them this and you want to turn around and buy stuff from them I don't understand. Not me and not my money still. But yeah, I believe it's necessary for a multitude of reasons. Next opinion though, before me get mad. School tests your ability to regurgitate information, not actually learn and improve your critical thinking. I, again, I agree 100%. I mean, I think most of us have experienced school at some point. In, I think most of us have experienced school at some point in our lives and and experience literally what this person has just said um if you don't believe at this point that school literally like standardized testing systems and them something there just make up for numbers so that schools can look good at this point i mean i don't know if i tell you you need to wake up or something come out come out from under the rock where you live under or whatever i don't know maybe we need a tone cry out to go and say hey look the system is messed up bro I don't know. I don't know what to tell. Like, I don't even know how to explain this because we all know you might take a one class that even wants to introduce the concept of critical thinking. But if you're not teaching people how to critically think from a really, really young age, may not think introducing it at first year level university or second year level university is going to help them because they've already developed um, a lot of their brain functions and they're kind of close to that age where your brain kind of stops developing so maybe you should have taught them that a little bit earlier maybe we should have been doing more maybe we should have been doing more qualitative learning and less learning to show up good on a paper and be judged by what percentages and what what percentiles we fit in and all in something to me me no no there's a lot of things maybe there should be there should be an equal balance because standardized testing does not work for everyone that's been proven over and over and over again everybody cannot have the same learning style everybody cannot produce the same results under the same circumstances so i don't know i don't really judge but then it's been so drilled into us that you have to work for the numbers and you have to look for the numbers because then a lot of people think that's the only way you'll be successful and i'm not gonna lie i really feel like that's affected me too because if it's not an a i'm crying you know what i mean but that's no measure to show that you can critically think because you have a lot of people where i get straight a's and then don't so yeah i agree with that said <laughs> i agree with that opinion and we're moving on now biracials aren't black no mm, this is touchy but i talk about this every day i'm not afraid to talk and when you hear me talk about this all the time well the people who follow me on twitter if, by the way if you're not following me on twitter please go and follow me on twitter um at soap oceanic on twitter okay thanks anywho biracials aren't black first thing i want to say is the one drop rule <laughs> really did a number on us for hundreds of years it's been doing a number on us and y'all are still allowing it to do a number on us up to today up to today we we're talking about this with this whole i missed the whole emmy um nomination emmy winners thing with zendaya and everybody is on american twitter and here too going also them way oh yes 
the second black woman to win lead actress after Viola Davis. Okay, if you put Viola Davis and Zendaya in the same room and they're the only two people in that room, there's one black woman in that room. Okay, listen to me carefully. Listen to me closely. The one drop rule was created as a means of degradation, segregation, and racism. Let me tell you, let me, let me explain to you how. If you are tainted, if you are touched by, if you are anywhere near or involved with blackness, we do not want you, right? That is how white people view it. That is their interpretation. That is the fact. If you have one drop of black, 1% of black, you are poisoned and you are no longer a member of the Caucasian race. That is not something positive. Let me reiterate, that is something negative. So it's not on us now as unambiguously, phenotypically, 100% black people to come now and say, yes, man, come, come. We accept, you know, we accept everybody. We have 1% up to 99%. We accept 50%. We accept everybody, everybody, everybody. Because everybody is black. Once you're not white, you are black. That's not how it works. Right? Because once you're not black, you're not white. Automatically. Biracial people are never white. They're never identified as white. Why is that? That's a systemic indication of racism coming down from when Jim Crow law and one drop rule. And this is not the 1960s or the 1970s family. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up, Jamaica. Wake up. Look at, look at, look at yourself. Someone is 50% white, 50% black. Split right down the middle. Right? Mathematics alone will tell you. Simple working out. You're not even have to show you're working for that one. Yeah, this, this one is a brain question. This is a head question. Right? Marks is only for the answer. You don't get any marks for showing you're working out. 50% white, 50% black. How do I automatically make them black? If it's not one drop rule you're going by and measuring, measuring your stuffs by. Because it doesn't make them white. White people don't get up and say, oh yes, first white actress. It's okay to call mixed people mixed. Mixed is a category on forms to fill out. Them all start dividing them up now. Mixed white, black. Mixed this, that. Whether is whether is white and black mixed. Whether is Japanese and black mixed. Whether is you see, it really doesn't matter. You're mixed. Okay? It's okay to be mixed. One to the time when, oh, mixed, mixed people are exotic and I love me a biracial girl and all them something there. And then I like that again. Everybody black now. Like, it's that thing where you want to be associated and you want to you want to say, yeah, man, I love my black kings and my black queens. But that in itself is an issue. If the only black people you love are the light-skinned ones and the biracial ones and the ones that are pushing white passing, then what's the deal? Something around there, so... Something is not right there. I'm going to tell you, it's, it's fishy. I'm smelling a smell. A smelly smell. A smelly smell that smells smelly. People were on Twitter last week calling Jenny Aiko a black woman, fam. No matter how everybody in the comments, she's only 30%. Both of her parents are mixed. She's only 30% black. And people are calling her a black woman. If that's not the one drop rule doing a number on us, I don't know what is. Y'all be easy though, because it's not me. I'm not accepting any and anyone. It's like we have a... I don't get it. 
Because them can't go over to white people and say, oh, and then you hear, then you hear mixed people struggles. I'm not accepted by the whites. And I'm not accepted by the blacks. Then sis, go be accepted by more mixed people. There are enough mixed people on this earth for you to have a community that identifies with you and can say, yeah, man, we, we embrace both cultures. We do this, we do this. When I'm with my white mama, I do white stuff, like put my shoes in the bed and kiss my dog. When I'm with my black dad, I do black stuff, like wear my dashiki and go to protests. You know what I mean? So why can't you do both? I don't get it. We're human beings. Why are you? Why are you I don't know. Trying to fit in, fit yourself into this box that no one is putting you in. And then it's a thing now. When they're not saying black people them come on up the mixed people and the white passing people. Like I get that black comes in all different shape, color, and size, right? I know there's light skin, there's brown skin, there's dark skin. All them something there. Only want to talk about the colorism and the anti-blackness and the internalized the internalized anti-blackness and all them something there but it's coming from the same people who dying to be black who begging to be black every week who turn around and beg Doja Cat to be black and then when, she, when they find out say I be a white man she love and I be a white white insult she probably with pan line and she and she use racial slur and she want white man call her n-word and all them something there on the same one one cancel her that doesn't make any sense Clearly, she doesn't identify with her black side as much as her white side. Again, she lives with her white mama and she didn't meet her dad up until she must the other day. And she's in her 20s. But you guys want her to be black so badly. You see these things, you guys are pushing these identities onto people. And then when them turn around now and them call you, you're going to hear, Oh, but our black sister, I can't believe it. And in a way, act surprised. It doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't make any sense. Because the white people are not over there frothing up, saying, oh, we need to accept this biracial person into the... No, they don't care. Because again, racism and colorism. So you need to choose. Either you're going gatekeep or no. And if you're gatekeeping, you need to be strict about it. And if you want to feel rejected as a mixed person, go and hang out with other mixed people. They exist. You'll never fully... That's what I'm saying. Like Even being light-skinned, you're not going to fully understand the extent of the black experience, the unambiguously dark black experience. Dark skinned people are, are generally seen as undesirable to, to lighter skin and white people. We all know this. So you going to tell me that you as a light skinned black person have the same woes. Oh my gosh, woe is me, I'm light skinned, I'm black, I understand this. No, you don't understand the struggle. When we are talking about colorism and them something that we're talking about, most of these things per- being perpetuated against darker-skinned people, right? So I'm sorry, a biracial person is not going to experience the same level of discrimination then, because there's even levels to that still. They must say, yeah, man, you're black, but you're still lighter than the black people. Them, so you're closer to we. All right, cool, we give you a blind. It's a thing we see it every day. Light-skinned people are paid more. They're paid more attention. They're exotic. They're more desirable. They're sexy. I want me a baddie, a red bone, a light skin. All them something there. What? People write songs about it every day. Where the light skins at? I don't want no dark skins. What are you talking about? Are you dumb? Child, anyway, before I get upset. Next opinion here. Monogamy isn't natural. To you isn't natural to you (laughs) joke i don't know still this one is another touchy one um i don't know the history of it but i know 
again as we mentioned before in a lot of cultures monogamy isn't natural i don't know coming from we're talking about actual animals who mate with many different partners and many different and female animals who have offspring with the same male animal like different different female animals have offspring with the same male animal maybe because that's the only one in like the tribe or the pack or whatever it is like there's an alpha and then there's you know what i mean stuff like that men don't know the whole extent of the history so don't drag me but yes to an extent i guess monogamy isn't natural but we as human beings i mean we're complicated creatures we're complex creatures we think differently obviously from a lion or a freaking antelope you know what i mean so i think again it's a choice it's not something to be forced on you if you don't believe in monogamy and you believe in polyamory and and polygamy and then something like whatever it is do it i guess but my thing is it needs to be communicated extensively to the parties involved do not do a thing where you say yeah man monogamy not natural but me still gotta take up that one woman yeah and tell her say i'm a one woman but me i gotta have 10 other women because me not feel like me tied down to one woman that is where it becomes foolishness no and you're just hiding behind the guys of yeah i don't know i don't think anyone at this point is going to judge you people not to know your business and not to know so you have multiple partners and not to know so you're in a one open relationship whatever that is and me say on a debate that every week every week every week it just boils down to what works for you in my opinion, I don't think an open relationship will work for me. And I think monogamy is very natural to me. It comes natural to some people, it doesn't to other people. Enough people out there want one partner. You cannot tell them that they don't just because you think it's unnatural. Enough people out there want three. You cannot tell them that they don't because that's what they're doing and that's what works for them. So I just think don't get involved with someone who wants the opposite thing as you. Get involved with someone who you're on the same page with. If I'm like, hey, I want an open relationship to my boyfriend and he's like, well, that doesn't work for me. Okay, we're left. If I come up and I say, hey, I heard this new thing is going on. People are dating multiple people, but them still have that one person that them go home to at nighttime at whatever rate. Or me and you are gonna married, but we're gonna see other people every two weeks. You have to make sure the person agrees. You can't just be there pitching the idea they don't agree and you say all right no bother and you go behind them back for go see the people every two weeks again like that doesn't make any sense that's stupid and it makes you a bad person i'm sorry <laughs> like i don't know if you didn't agree to something like that and it's not an open relationship it's cheating and i'm sure you can possibly have things that are against whatever boundaries i don't even want to say rules against whatever boundaries you set in an open relationship as well maybe you say okay we're open we're there but we don't we don't really um, invest too much emotion in the other people that we're seeing then. And me take up myself now, go invest emotion. Me agibon. Because if that, was a, if that was a rule, if that was a boundary between myself and my partner, and we say, yeah, we're there, we love each other, whatever it is, but we're going to see other people, but we're not going to go to their family dinners. And we agree to that. And I go to the other person's family dinner. That's cheating. Because it's something that's outside of what we agreed to. So, again, it's up to the individuals. It's up to what you want to do. And it's not my business. Next. Women shouldn't be expected to champion any cause that solely benefits men, even if it is for the better. Now, I was trying to think about which causes would solely benefit men for the better. But maybe that's because I'm so far gone to thinking about things that benefit men and are good for men. I just... (laughs) 
my, I have brain freeze right there. But I agree because why should a woman be at the forefront of fighting for men? I'm sorry, I don't get it. Are men at the forefront of fighting for women or is it women? Men need to handle their business. That's all I'm saying. When I fight for everything when I'm concerned, when I accept when I own our rights, fight for that. Be at the forefront. When not, y'all ain't protecting the woman. And that's the thing. When you want to pick and choose and refuse the parts of the patriarchy that you guys created. And I don't mean you guys literally like men who are listening to this right now. I mean your forefathers. So take it up with them. And I think that's the key thing too. The word expected. Women shouldn't be expected. But in a turn on and expect women to do things like that too. Like if I'm seeing on, like I always see on Twitter, oh, even jokingly, I see some stuff like, why go to a therapist when I could just rely on a black woman to heal all my trauma? Like stuff like that. That's not even funny though because you guys are doing that in real life. Like you guys are burdening black women with your problems and expecting them to take up this to pick up the slack for you and expecting them to fight for you and them something there but we can't even expect man to do nothing for us the day we expect anything from men you go here but i thought you guys wanted independence and i thought you guys wanted gender equality and i thought you guys yeah you see how backward these people are that's why i'm saying we shouldn't be expected yeah big up you if you as a woman want to go on the forefront and fight for your black kings but it shouldn't be an expectation because we can't expect anything from men. Who have a black woman? Women. I'm always talking about this. So if a black woman does stand up for you and goes and champions a cause that solely benefits you as a man, kudos to her, big her up, give her her flowers. But it should not be an expectation at any point in time. That's all me I say. And with all of that said, I feel like I've talked enough tonight. Um, whichever opinions didn't get touched on in this episode, surely there'll be a follow-up. There'll be a next one. Because it's a series, like I said, it's going to be something I'm doing frequently. I don't know what exact time frame, like, but it's going to be a thing. Just know it's out there. And I'm going to be asking y'all for y'all wrong opinions <laughs> again in the future. So thanks for listening. Tell me what you think. If again, if you would like to continue the conversation, you can always hit me up on Twitter. We can talk about these things. I'm here to listen to you guys as well while you're listening to me. So yeah 